You're listening to Nancy Drew's Mystery Book Club Podcast. I love this show. Yeah? Did you like last night's episode really I well? did. What... Have you thought this... Have... Do you think... I can't speak. Time to do a podcast. Um, do you think that the show is getting progressively better or... Um, like, are you getting more and more interested in it? Yes. I, it's kept my interest the entire time. Obviously, though, it's the first season, and we say that about pretty much every season, is like, oh, first season is so good. And then second season, it's like, mm, okay, that's all right. Yeah, I, want, I mean, I would think they would get renewed. Um, but, you know, CW hasn't done any of that yet. They did just release um, Katie keen to watch in the cw screening i don't know if i'm gonna like that to be honest with you well that's fine (laughs) we're not we're not adding another podcast to the mix we're gonna be adding another podcast called the katie keen podcast (laughs) called the jess quits and stays at home podcast the katie keen band (laughs) podcast no um the i think it's gonna be cute but it's gonna be very musical it is it's hard to keep up so i I, you well i'm I haven't, it's not over. Super Chat is a show I do about all our CW superhero shows. And then they added about seven of them. <laughs> so I can't keep up. And people are like, when are you doing another Super Chat? I'm like, I mean, when am I getting more time in my day to watch hours and hours and hours and seven hours? Seven hours minimum a week. Of oh, TVs. yeah. It's too much. I'm trying to catch up on Arrow just to watch Crisis Live. I caught up on Batwoman. Not a huge fan. I'm sorry, CW. I think you kind of dropped the ball there. And Batwoman as a character in general is fantastic she is um she is ruby rose's acting is a little one note right now mm-hmm. she's getting better but i think that, um she's still learning the character uh I, I like the whole idea of it my problem is the plot they de- they let too much go in the beginning and so it just it doesn't it doesn't keep my attention like it they're not really building on a mystery. They're just kind of like, I don't know. It's, it, I think it's it's weak. It's a weak plot. Um, doesn't hook you in very well, and that's unfortunate. I think one of the best seasons of of TV has been the Flash first season. Um, and like after being really into that, none of the shows seem to live up, including the Flash itself. Has never quite had that first season magic that it did. Anyways, this is Nancy Drew. Yes. <laughs> but CW has some good shows. And In the Dark is coming back uh, in 2020. Which is a great show. That's my favorite one. Um, Nancy Drew, I felt like this episode was great. It was also a little sad to the Nancy Drew character on its own. Um, one of her downfalls in which she knows that about herself is that she cannot open up. Yeah. And it's hurting her relationship with Nick. And would it is it safe to say that they are officially broken up yes but i would also say it's safe to say they're not great at communicating because i feel like a good couple would be like okay like we're having a fight let's talk it out if we want to stay together which it kind of seems like they do then we need to like she needs to either that or she doesn't like him quite enough it doesn't seem like she's fighting to stay she's like i know i suck okay bye though i give up that's true so if you if you like I don't know. Have you ever been in a situation before where you're like not pulling your end and then like, but don't, like, care. don't care. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, ah, whatever. Yeah. Get over it. Yep. No, I haven't been in that situation, but I know a lot of people that do that. 
Yeah, I've, I don't think I've personally <laughs> been in the situation, but I do. Yeah, I know a lot of people that don't pull their end of the bargain. Right, and I'm like, we well, must just not like them that much then. Right. Yeah. Whether it's relationships, work, anytime that ha- would happen to me. On the flip side, I would, I'd be like, if you wanted to text, you would. Right. So I don't really find this to be that big, big of a, a match. Deal. Yeah. yeah. So that's my, that's for all you ladies and gentlemen out there who are looking for love. If you're, if somebody is just not pulling their end and they don't seem to care, walk away, walk away. Let's set it free. Let it go. Let <laughs> it go. I've never seen Frozen. I've never seen Frozen either. Oh my God. High fives. <laughs> <laughs> There's two different fives. Yeah. <laughs> you couldn't even tell. That's 10. 10. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm excited about Frozen 2. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> We're going to have a podcast about Frozen. Frozen 2. Oh, God, the best movies. I've, I just watched two really good movies in the last couple weeks. Jojo Rabbit. Taika Waititi is my everything. That movie is fantastic. He's like my new favorite director. I'm a Wes Anderson fan, but he takes the top spot. And then it's just his sensibility of like his sense of humor and and the way it portrays in a movie. Hysterical. Then there's, you've got to watch this. It's a movie called the good boys. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's about these little kids. They're like good boys, you know, like they're not, they're like, they're not nerdy, but like the, you know, like middle of the road, little boys at school and like and they're in middle school and they like want to learn about kissing and stuff but they're like Aww. they're good boys oh wait cool. i've seen trailers for that hilarious and it was like they had a, a blow-up doll or something yes and they thought it was a cpr doll oh my god it's their parents like a sex doll oh my god oh, it's, it's it's hysterical it's it's one of the funnier movies I've seen in a while. I laughed out loud so hard. <laughs> That's so, probably why you have a kidney infection. I, yeah, just probably because of the laughing <laughs> and probably just drinking and eating. I don't know. Um, Nancy, but I do have that, all you viewers who are concerned. So that's send, why send me water. Send her water. <laughs> send take a slurp right now. Fresh spring water. Um, Nancy Drew um, decides that she wants to communicate with Lucy Stable, Sable, and they find out that her brother is actually living in town and that Lucy gave him her bracelet, which he wears now around his neck. He's a very tiny neck. <laughs> he wears it on a chain. Um, yeah, that's very convenient that they threw in this random brother. Like no one mentioned him before. But he owns the mechanic shop that Nick works at, right? Yes. Yeah, I think it's just very convenient. No one knew. They're like, oh, you know what? There's this guy, and he wears like that bracelet I thought I saw in the picture. It's just, it is very convenient. It's a little coincidental. I still. Uh, You're you still know, fine with it. I'm still fine with it. It um, is. So yeah, so they perform a séance using this toy dragon of. Um, uh, it's uh, George's little sister, uh, and they, it's the dragon, like, it lights up green for yes, red for no. We find out that the Lucy Sable and Tiffany Hudson do not have the same killer. Yes, but there is some connection still. There's a connection. But then at the end of the show, we find out that, like, whatever is, is possessing the dragon is not Lucy Sable, and they were never alive, from what I understand. I thought maybe um, Lucy then got dragged away because if you saw at the very end, something grabs Lucy and like pulls her away. And that's when she drops the 
coins and they melt yeah, into one. Maybe. Um, so I figured it was some something pulling her away. Another spirit was pulling her away, whether it's the spirits that died in that shipwreck or if it was Tiffany, but something pulls her away. Now the spirit talking to Ted, which is George's little sister, um, was not Lucy. Mm-hmm. And is it Tiffany? I don't know. I think it's like an evil. I think it's a sinister thing. Mm. Some other kind of demon, or maybe it's one of the spirits of some, one of the Hudson. Is it the Hudson? No, the Mart. What? Uh, uh, Owen. Owen family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, of that other family. Question for you. Do you think that if Nancy knew that those coins would melt, would she do it anyways? Um, well, they covered that in the, in the episode, Nick, you know, it's like, I know that you didn't know that, but I don't think it would have stopped you if, even if you did. And I agree with Nick to that level yeah, because agree? Lucy, yes. I mean, not Lucy, but Nancy, yes, she will do what she needs to, the, to figure out the actual cause of the murders. Um, she, it doesn't matter who she's going to hurt. She just wants to figure out answers. Nancy needs to learn a price of freelancing because she's doing a lot of free work. Right. And actually, (laughs) it's funny that you bring that up because the detective asked her for her help. Yeah, I'm happy to help. Here's my rate. That's what you say. Right. Send a nice little form with some low zeros in it. And that's when Nancy discovered, hmm, Ace, guess what? discovered your secret his weed guy is not so much his weed guy which is a pretty funny cover like his weed guy's a cop mm-hmm. because he got into trouble hacking the government system yeah so i wonder why he was hacking the government system though i know i feel like he's like this forgotten character that we're gonna have is gonna have more of an impact than we think mm-hmm. especially now the preview well he's been in a car accident and next week's preview oh, shows that yeah. that he is gone he's disappeared mm. so which is also the connection to tiffany's sister mm-hmm. possibly being the person that killed tiffany and he was recording that whole conversation too. Now I don't think maybe that Tandy was uh, so so. And, oh, I think it was Entertainment Weekly. I forget who I was reading or recap on this. The show makes a good job, but you know who all the guilty parties are, but we do not know who has killed people. Yes. So Tandy is definitely guilty in that she wanted to make sure her sister's death was ruled a murder so that she could get the inheritance or what you know whatever it was. Right. Um. The money. Um, also, she's very pretty. That that Tandy. I'm always very taken aback by her beauty. She looks like <laughs> she kind of looks like an Alexis Bledel with the big eyes. Yes, I could see that. Yeah, I'm like, where? Have, she's definitely been in something else before, and I can't think of what. Um, but uh, she's pretty, but she's mean. Uh, so we know that you know clearly she's got something to do. I don't think she murdered it, and then murdered her sister, and then it also turns out that C- Cecil, whatever her name is, Cecil, was it Cecil? Um, Ryan's mom yeah the mom was not she wasn't in the country at the time Lucy Sable was murdered so I mean she could have hired a hitman but eh. but then we find out that the Carson Drew two days after the death was paid a $50,000 he was paid that from a different account a shell account from the family so it makes him seem very culpable so but I don't ever think it's that simple I think they have 
I think they have something on him that they're holding over his head, which leads me to believe maybe Nancy's mom has something to do with it. He knew he covered and they're always going to use him as like their pawn now. Yeah, I could see that, especially because of how much money they have given him too. Yeah. Um, It's yeah. There's something there's something going on clearly with Carson Drew, but we I don't think he's going to end up being as guilty as we think. What do you think his reaction is going to be to Nancy's a question at dinner? Point blank. She asked him, did you kill Lucy Sable? I think he'll laugh it off or something. Or maybe he'll later like give her a little bit more information that he needs or maybe come clean about something. Um, but he is mirroring her phone. So he's he clearly stole. It seems like he stole that evidence of Lucy Sables with that extra yeah, hair. Yeah, that's what they're hinting at, yeah. at least the writers. Mm-hmm. So I think, but I think the cover up is not to protect himself. I think he's trying to protect like the mom or something, and like their name, mm-hmm. the name, or yeah, something. So we'll see. We'll see. So since this is Nancy's Nancy Drew's mystery book club podcast, yeah. we did um, have a book that we're going to cover. It's The Outsider. The Outsider by Stephen King. And Nomi's going to kick it off. I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> no, he didn't it's it. <laughs> a 564-page book. Not if you listen to it on Audible. Actually, <laughs> to be fair, I read I, I read half of it. And I didn't actually do Audible. I patroned the Charlotte Mecklenburg Library. Wow. I know. I love the library. So, um, yeah. I've been, actually, have you ever read a Stephen King book before? No, actually, I have not. I had he not has either. so many. He sure does. And this one looked creepy and good. Um, if I'm going to give it a star rating, I'll give it, um, I would say, like a like a three and a half to four out of five. It was good. It wasn't great. I felt there was a lot of good mystery buildup. It's basically a, a very vile and brutal murder of a young boy. Um, and all the the evidence and DNA and fingerprints lead to this one man. There's eyewitness accounts. But the man is such like a, he's like a nice, wholesome, like family guy. And he was not in town at the time of the murder. And there's a lot of evidence to corroborate that. He was at a book signing where he's on camera asking a question. There's fingerprints of him being there. Um, He was with uh, his coworkers. There wasn't time where he was alone. So you're like, well, how clearly it you know leads to something supernatural like how was he two places at once and you learn like there's kind of like this old legend of the outsider um that kind of takes over the the basically like they i think what it is is they get like cut like at one point in his past he brushed up with somebody who i think got his dna and was able to then take his face and become him and commit these crimes and basically the outsider has to live off like killing young people some, something like that. So clearly I was listening really closely. But anyways, <laughs> there's a lot of details and there's parts where I'd fall asleep and glaze over things. And I'm like, oh, I think I can keep forging on with this book and I'll figure it all out. Um, there was some pretty good character development. If you're wanting to listen to it on Audible, it was well read. Only one character has an annoying voice. The female, I think her name is Holly. She's an investigator and they read her voice like this. I guess she's supposed to be having difficulties and is a weird character, but the whole time she talks, it's like this. And it's 570 pages. So. Uh. But that's, she's not in the whole book. But otherwise, I thought that it was really well read. Um, but as for Stephen King books go, I would probably want to read a different one. I'm interested in all that Dr. Sleep stuff. That, is that a show or a movie? I think it's a show. Yeah, I can't tell anymore on Earth. 
Well, there's so many shows and movies yeah. that they kind of blend. Is it streaming? Is it in a theater? Do I have to buy Amazon or whatever? <laughs> I think it's a regular <laughs> TV. It Disney Plus. Like cable? Does Disney own Stephen King? Right, exactly. <laughs> Disney's Stephen King's The Shining. Uh, so... Yeah, I saw the movie It. I never read the book. I kind of felt like... Oh, I saw the movie It, yeah. I mean, like, here's my thing. I think my problem is I like supernatural stuff, but I don't like when it's like a straight-up monster. And also, I feel like they kind of gave it away too early. He gave it away a little too early in the book. Um, Like, you kind of, like, you knew what the situation was, and then you're just, like, finding it. Um, So... I felt like maybe a little bit more mystery because I felt like the first half of the book was pretty gripping. And the second part was more like, we got to find the thing now. And it would make for a cool movie um, with a little bit of shifting around of the details of the plot. But it's, it's, it's pretty sad and haunting. I don't know about Stephen King. He has a messed up mind. (laughs) (laughs) Could you imagine his nightmares? Those are his books probably. Or his nightmares are things like just running errands. Yeah, like stuck in traffic. Yeah. My good friend the other day said she had a dream about us that we both had moved to the suburb of Raleigh that we both were like, it's so far from stuff. And and both of us were like, we can't live in the suburbs. We got to get out of here. And I was like, so you had a nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you had. She's like, yeah, true. But anyways, Stephen King's The Outsider. I give it a 3.5. I'd say 3.5 out of 5. I would say last week's book, the Alice Feeney book, I Know Who You Are, would we give it like a 4? Yeah, I think we said 4. 4 out of 5. Uh, I'm going to go 3.5 on that one too. Taking it down a notch. <laughs> and you know what I'm you know what I just started listening to last night because I am uh, as you know we mentioned I have a kidney infection and my medicine makes me have a headache. So I can't sleep. So it's oh no, we're having a good week. Anyways, I started listening to Gillian Flynn's Gillian Flynn's Dark Places. <gasps> so good. So you've oh, so you've read that one. I've okay, read good. that so one. I have can, the book. So maybe that can be our next one. We talk mm-hmm. about if you get a refresher on it. It's so good. Do not watch the movie. Yeah. So I, that's my problem is I have already seen Sharp Objects. So I was like, and I've seen and I read Gone Girl, then watched the movie. Um, so I was like, I haven't watched the movie. On she Gone did Girl that either. one too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I like all her book covers, by the way, whoever does the art on those. I'm sure you're listening. Um, <laughs> but I wanted to read. I love the, the sharp object show so much that kind of makes me not want to read the book because I'm like, uh, I'd rather hear a different story. See, so, dark places. We could discuss this next week. Yeah. Or in two weeks. But, but so far I'm loving dark places. It's a really great read. Okay, good. Fantastic. Maybe You're we'll not, get our first four out of five or five out of five. You will not be. If you like Gone Girl, you'll like this. Yeah. So far I like the character. I think she develops a great female character in angst. She's terrific at that. It is. You go, Gillian. I really like it. I cannot wait to talk about this in two weeks. Me too. So uh, that is it for this podcast. To eat Thanksgiving food. Right. Hopefully I can next week. Make sure you follow us. Uh, Jess, what's your handles? At Jessica Barilla. And I'm at Nomi Burton. Till then, we'll see you in two weeks. Bye.